Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. But then, then I hear, like, remember things like that that I've learned. Like, you know, you've got to... um yeah, stay disciplined or, you know, the only way that you're going to fail is if you give up. So today, if I give up and I can't be bothered, then I'm going to be a failure. Like I have to keep going. It doesn't matter how long it takes. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyrone Shum and in this episode, we're back with Rebecca and Alfie Cardamoni the husband and wife team behind iSubdivide. In this episode, the power couple impart their wisdom on how just powerful education is, spill the beans on all the ups and downs of property development and give us a new motto that we should apply to everything we do in life. As the stylist for iSubdivide, Style runs through Rebecca's veins and property is part of her DNA. Both Rebecca and Alfie bought their first respective properties at a young age before they even met thanks to their strong work ethics and determination. While both of their sets of parents bought property in more traditional ways as they grew up, the Cardamonis approached the situation from a different angle. Growing up, both of us, both our first properties were with our parents because we couldn't do it on our own. So. But we've, we've held on to that mentality when we need to get money, we will always look outside the box. We don't always say, no, we can't afford that. We'll figure out, I'm not saying we, we don't go get money from our parents, but we use that same mentality of that can't hold us back. That's not an excuse to not develop because we don't have the money. We will find out, you know, we look out outside the major banks. We look, we use our mortgage broker. We try to get involved in joint ventures. We yeah, have developed that sort of, um, I guess, mindset now that money can't be our issue. It can't because yeah. because we've educated ourselves to this point where we know it can be done, when we've kind of figured out how we can get, get the job done, we don't use that excuse anymore that we can't afford it. Um, so I guess, yeah, I just wanted to add that to the whole the, the money aspect because um, that's definitely something that I think ALF especially is really great at um, is you know, finding sites and working out how we're going to be able to afford this development. The Cardamonis have ripped the phrase, I can't afford it, right out of their dictionary and discarded it along with the other frequent excuses. Instead, they focus on the one thing that everybody can access if they choose to. It all comes down to education. So if you don't educate yourself or even hire the right people to help you find the money, like having a good relationship with a great mortgage broker or having great relationships with other like-minded people that want to develop and that you could possibly do joint ventures with, that's really important. That is really important to, because sometimes it's not the fact that you don't have the money that's stopping you. It's the fact that you don't know how to get the money that's stopping you. Um, and that could be, that's a really big make or break difference into, you know, creating and building your wealth. Um, so I think people need to kind of change that 
um, mentality or some people that won't even look into property developing because they think there's, you know, they think that it's not for them. They'll never be able to afford it. They, they don't know anything about it. Like there's, there's absolutely no reason you can't educate yourself yeah. and, and um, change your mindset so that you understand that, it, you know, apart from the a few percent of people that acquire so much wealth from their parents and keep buying properties, I mean, I don't know how many of them there are around, you know, most people do start off on their own and slowly build, you know, use their equity to buy the next and so on and so on. So I think it's just, it is a lot. And then that's, I guess, a lesson learned with every industry and um, trying to be successful is you have to change your mindset and you have to believe that you can do it and just figure out how to do it. And it's, and it starts with the, the person themselves. Like we live in 2022 where, you know, you know, podcasts like yourself um you know you can get people can get educated you know the, the you know what you offer is the ability for an average person off the street have the have the intel to learn how to get to the next level because obviously they you know if they haven't gone into property developing and they want to there's a barrier there and and you know education think like yourself podcasts and and um that gives them the ability to to break those barriers and 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 link with the right people that's going to suit them um so we live in a world where you know information and knowledge is so available um that it really just comes down to the person it's not you know it's not a you know it's uh, i live in this suburb and it's you know i'm going to be like that no there's there's no there's no more excuses for that, and um, and that's why you know podcasts like this is so important for people because you know ultimately if we're all living our best lives, we're much happier people, and we're adding value to the community as well. I love it. I love it. And speaking of podcasts and those kind of resources, has there been any sort of maybe one or two particular book or podcast or audio book that you like to share with the listeners that has really helped you along your journey? Um, for me, like I mentioned earlier, it was um, Napoleon Hill. That was sort of the the, the, um, the first train that I boarded in the self development world. Um, you know, then it was you know Zig Ziglar and uh, Jim Rohn and all those um, people that sort of just kept the momentum going for me. Look, Robert Kiyosaki. I remember in my early twenties, he was he was a big thing for me. Um, Steve McKnight as well. Um, and you know but now as i mature like i mature there's a lot more um important thing like there's there's not just one role model for me so i'll look at multiple people and i'll say i'll look at you know some of their traits and i'll like that and and i'll you know download that those those things those mentalities or whatever it is for them and put it in and mold it into my own version of a role model um because you know growing up 20s it's you, you sort of i had a, you know my blinkers on and it was wealth it was um travel um property all that type of stuff whereas now it's sort of you know it's diversified it's you know being a father being a a, a husband uh, you know a community community leader all that type of stuff a business person so there's just so many more um uh, you know things that i need to be attended to that you know, I just dissect a lot of and download a lot from different people. Um, but those look, Robert Kiyosaki was definitely someone that I enjoyed, um, uh, and you know, Steve McKnight in my early early days, yeah, for sure. We're all 
we're also really into um, like entrepreneurs. So we're big fans of Shark Tank and stuff like that. Like I love Bar- Barbara Corcoran and I guess I look up to her being another, she's a, a woman, a queen in real estate. And um, it gives me, I guess, inspiration as well. And mm. I learned something, um, a lesson from her was to always be overprepared. Like um, really successful people make things look easy but they're actually overprepared. They're, they work hard. They're educated. They know what they're doing and that's why they have success. And, um, yeah, I guess like people like that that we watch um, who are, you know, super, super successful, um, we just learn like the little things that we take from them help me day to day. Like I remember those things, you know. I, I, I remember things like um, that I've learned from some of my role models in terms of being disciplined. Like you can't, you're not always going to be motivated. You need to, you need to learn to be disciplined because you can't rely on motivation. And just, I don't know, things like that, that I learned from other people just always stay in the back of my head day to day. Cause we all like, whether you're successful or not, you're going to have days, maybe every day, but you just can't be bothered. Like, you know, especially with what's going on around the world right now, it's like, Oh, I cannot be bothered. But then, then I hear like, remember things like that, that I've learned, like, you know, You've got to, um, yeah, stay disciplined or, you know, the only way that you're going to fail is if you give up. So today if I give up and I can't be bothered, then I'm going to be a failure. Like I have to keep going. It doesn't matter how long it takes. or mm. So just, I don't know, I guess the little things from our role models or people that we've watched um, over the years have an influence anywhere on me day to day, especially now when it's very, very easy to be unmotivated. For Rebecca, the key is to turn off the thinking machine and simply do it. If you think about it, you can talk yourself out of it. Don't let that train of thought leave the station. Just effing do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, just do it. Because if you sit there thinking about how much work you've got to do, oh my gosh, like I can't be bothered or there's too much on today, but that's all, that's energy lost. That is time and energy going on in your head that you've achieved nothing. You've just made yourself worse, more stressed, and and nothing's come out of it. So you can't even allow yourself to think that because you're just it's just downhill from there. You need to yeah just just effing do it. For two people so interested in property, so much so that they made it their careers, you may think they met at an investment seminar or an open home. They say the truth is always more interesting than fiction, and these two prove it. We had met um, on a blind date. That's how we met. Um, in 2013, it was March 2013, and we um, got to talking about property on the date. And um, I mean, that's obviously not all we liked about each other, but it was a common ground that we found that we were excited about. And then obviously things went well, and we, you know, continued dating. And then six, we, we it was only six months into our relationship, and um, we had found and purchased our first property. Wow. This was before you even got married and you both went into literally a joint venture. (laughs) We're Italian. So (laughs) you would think that we would get married first. That's normally what happens. But um, no, we knew. We just knew that we were going to end up together. Um, And um, yeah, we were were so excited. And it's actually, we live in one of the houses on that property now. But um, that was our first... um, major development together and we bought a house um and built two units at the back um and the front house we redid and that's where we live now so we extended the front house it was a it was a small weatherboard two bedroom um you know 50 60 years old 
And um, so we we finished the, the back two units. We moved into the back unit um, while I was building the front or renovating and extending the front. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so now this is, a, you know, it's a four-bedroom, um, three-bath, so it's, it's, it functions quite well. Um, but there's also the two units that now we rent out at the backyard, so to speak. Like all the best laid plans, the Cardamonis had an idea of how their first purchase together would turn out. However, life had other ideas in store for them. I think we did yeah. at one stage consider like making, building a family home, so just one big family home. But this house was too close to my parents because they were just five minutes down the road. And I always thought like, you know, an Italian girl always, I stayed home my whole life, strict parents. I'm going to get married and go live just down the road from them. Like, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. Um, so then it was just straight to nut. This is investment only. And then funnily enough, we ended up living here. And like, once you have your kids, I couldn't, I'm now too far. They're only five minutes down the road. And I think that's too far. Like who would have, you know, you don't think that, but actually, you know, when you have a family, you actually like want you your need, parents yeah, close. Yeah, you need help sometimes. Yeah. Um, but, or, you know, how do I thought that from the start? But lucky we didn't because now we've created three separate, you know, homes on this um, property and three separate incomes for us yeah. eventually when we move out. Um, so I guess it worked out well in the end, but originally we were, you know, it was definitely brought up and it was a conversation that we were going to live here. Um, but yeah, I think it turned out well, like I said, because now we've got, you know, multiple incomes on this property. They currently have nine properties in their portfolio, which is spread out over four projects. With their determination and expertise, though that figure is sure to jump sooner rather than later. Like I mentioned earlier, where you know we've bought properties where we've added value, aka getting DA um, or plans and permits, and you know off-selling it, getting a profit, and then just transferring that funds to something else, or you know diversifying it, or whatever we wanted to do at the time. Um, so yeah, at the moment, um, finishing off. Um, uh, we've got two in regional, two projects in regional that we're doing at the moment, but one that's more on site than, than the others. The other one is more at the moment DA, um, you yeah, know, getting the, the plans um, approved by council. So, um, so yeah, so that keeps us on our toes. Um, but we haven't, look, we, we sort of organically have grown to a point where we've done things that we could most of our investments been um, mainstream banks and um, and now we're, we've got to a point where you sort of they're not wanting to get involved with with us um, and uh, and that's okay because that's where you got to get into you know you got to think outside the circle and that's where you know private bank private funding or you know JVs or other alternatives come into play because um, we are trying to hold on to a lot like yeah. as I said before but you know, if we had to, we would definitely sell only for another project. Yeah, correct. And it's and that's the thing that you know we're pretty proud of is that we haven't sort of there's there's you know there's there are a lot of people out there that have exploded and you know they might you know um, you know put a, a massive leverage over their heads over the, you know the last few years. We haven't really gone too crazy. It's been a quite um, measured approach. And um, and and then we're we're pretty comfortable with that, especially with two young kids, and um, you know we don't want to put a noose around our necks, so to speak, and and, and really, you know, it, um, you know, deliver a, a, too much um, pressure on us 
Um, so, you know, we're pretty pr- we're pretty pr- pretty happy where we're at and pretty proud of what we've done. Coming up after the break, we delve into the nightmare scenario that taught them some crucial lessons. Because we were going through the banks, we couldn't use my license as a builder um, because they wanted, they classified it as an owner builder. The mindset they apply when things don't go to plan that allows them to carry on, heads held high. Whether you've got one year of experience or 20 years of experience, you always have something to deal with and um, it's the mindset and the knowledge and the people around you that are able to get you through those state those those challenges. Rebecca shares what gave her the strength to start over in a whole new career field. I gave up my whole career. I'd worked up, you know, to the 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 top of my game that I could in marketing anyway, and left. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Sharm, and you're listening to Property Investory. Hey, let's be real. Deals that can yield 20 to 30% per annum do exist. Don't believe me? Well, here's a story about property development I invested in Victoria. This developer had the project fully funded beforehand, but he and his family suffered a loss, a circumstance that led him to be unable to proceed with the development. So, I stepped in and in two weeks, we funded the shortfall, allowing for the development to continue. Five months later, the development was refinanced and we received our funds back with interest. Yes, there are amazing opportunities in the property market like this one. So, do you want to get a better return with low risk on your money? Then register your interest by visiting propertyinvestory.com. The couple have done a large number of transactions and developments by this stage which means in addition to their truckload of success, they've come across their fair share of challenges along the way. The biggest challenge I would say was we did a development where um, uh, we had to go through the bank, because we were going through the banks, we couldn't use my license as a builder um, because they wanted, they classified it as an owner builder. So you would have had, we had to come up with 50% of LVL and all that type of So anyway, to cut the story short, we got an external builder um, and it was a nightmare. It was a huge learning curve, even for myself. Um, but um, it was very stressful for us as a yeah, couple it was. as well. It was. So that's another thing like we're working together and it's all great, but. At the same time, like we've we've had to really learn to have a lot of respect and patience for each other because when things go wrong, the first person you want to blame is each other, and and that's something that I guess some advice to to other couples that are doing this together, you do have to like really be be careful when treading that line and um, of crossing between you know your professional relationship and your personal relationship because it can really like put a lot of strain on a couple and when we were going through this particular development and we were having a really bad experience with Mm. this builder um there was a lot of strain on us and and it's um always i guess a learning curve and it's something that we built on and we will you know never go back to um you know 
you know, going through that with a builder again because, you know, ALF now does all our builds. But at the time um, when we were going through it and having to learn how to deal with the really difficult builder who was, you know, going broke at the time and everything, um, I must say, though, it did make us smarter and stronger because we learned so much from it. We learned how to get out of it. We learned how to stick up for ourselves. We learned legal aspects that we had never known before. Um, And it was at a scale that was relatively small because it was over a townhouse um, that we thought we're going to use all this knowledge that we never would have got any other way apart from experience and hopefully prevent something where we could have lost so much money further down the track. Yeah. Um, But I'll let you, sorry, continue. Yeah. So so the builder was just, look, the builder was going broke um, towards the end of the project. And, um, you know, um, so I had a challenge where, Rebecca at the time wasn't working full time. She was um, she was um, uh, studying. studying. Yeah, yeah, you were studying. So, you know, changing the contract at that time was uh, you know going to be a big big problem for us because um, the banks were you had to re- go through the whole servicing side of things again because you're changing a, diff- a builder. So, um, so you know that was that was a massive learning curve for me, um, and then getting and just crawling to an occupancy permit and then going through the whole legal, you know, challenges and that we had to go through through VCAT to recoup some of our losses. Um, and, you know, VCAT was, you know, slow in that instance. So that was, you know, frustrating from that end. You had frustration from the builder and him doing the wrong thing or, you know, and, and sort of, you know, that uh, every, there's, you know, there's a lot of people that go broke and it's unfortunate um, but the way he sort of carried out, carried himself was pretty poor. But um, so you had those challenges. Then you had VCAT challenges, the legal, you know, expenses that come with it. So that was a massive, massive learning curve. And look, the learning curve was, um, you know, uh, you hundred percent try and do your due diligence um, on your builders. And um, yeah, and uh, you know, this guy was recommended to to us, um, and we probably let ourselves down um, doing our due diligence at the time. Um, And he was really, uh, what do you say, like well-priced. So I think that's also a red flag. Yeah. You have to, you get what you pay for. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You have to um, really look into who you're hiring because um, every, you know, every month he was late, we're losing income. Yeah. We need it. it, We need it. We need to get all our properties rented out. We don't have the time um, to wait around. So, Mm. So yeah, no, look, it was definitely um, a challenge. But it was look with everything in life, um, you know, you always there's never a smooth sailing in property. Um, it's always a roller coaster, and if people don't want to get into property because they don't, they you know, they can't, they don't want to handle challenges and all that, then probably it's not for them, and that's okay because it's a roller coaster. Um, whether you've got one year of experience or 20 years of experience, you always yeah. have something to deal with. And um, it's the mindset and the knowledge and the people around you that are able to get you through those state, those those challenges. And what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And um, and 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 um, and that's certainly something that we 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 grew in that period of yeah. time. No matter how seasoned an investor is, there are always aspects of deals that they can overlook. 
due diligence can and does help, but sometimes you just have to grin and bear it. But it's also important if you do make a mistake, you just have to understand to deal with the failure um, and to learn from it because that's the, that's the best thing you will get out of failure is the lesson learned, right? That's what's going to make you a better, a better business person, a better person, um, you know, stronger, smarter, and you, you won't hopefully go back down that path again. Hmm. Um, so people shouldn't be put off by failure because if anything, that is what you're going to get. And lessons are what makes us smarter, what's what makes us successful. So it's not necessarily a bad thing to fail because ask all successful people. They've, they've built their businesses on failure after failure after failure, but they just keep going. Um, and that's the most important. You're never, ever going to have a perfect development. It's just not going to happen. Like, it, you, there will be little things happening here and there or, you know, you might unfortunately lose money for whatever reason, but it's your ability to learn from it, pick up and keep going that's going to make you successful. And to add on to that, it's you've got to make sure you don't put all your eggs in the basket where if you do, if, if there is a big problem and something it goes sour that you're absolutely finished, like you've got to be able to make sure you're not prepared to lose Go into something um, with a, a plan B, plan C. That if you can get out, you can get out less burnt. If that if, you, if that makes sense, um, you know, don't throw your, all your life savings into a you know a, a project that someone says you know you, that you don't know much about and just recommended by someone that has been burnt before in the past or a scammer and all that type of stuff. Because there are a lot of people out there that sort of. You know, they're fantastic on social media and their marketing skills are brilliant. And, you know, they, they do entice people and um, and it can be quite deceiving. And, and a lot of people do lose a lot of money from that perspective. So, you know, adding on to what Beck said, um, you know, failure is going to be part of growth, um, but don't throw all your eggs in one basket where, you know, if you do lose that basket, you're, you, you know, you're, you're totally wiped out. The Carter miners cite the first development as an aha moment when they realize how well they work together as a team. For Rebecca, this was a pivotal moment for more than one reason. I gave up my whole career. I'd worked up, you know, to the 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 top of my game that I could in marketing anyway, and left and started a whole new career because I had so much faith that us working together is that's what's going to make it successful. So having our two skills of design and um, build and also Elf's incredible ability to find um, property and also to figure out the finances. Um, So I guess this first development was our chance to prove to each other that we could work well, create something that was profitable. And because it went so well, I think that, yeah, that's what, made us I mean because we, we're doing this together now full time we never would have been here if we hadn't taken that first step and work work together mm. so I think the our aha moment for us and you know for us to know we were going to succeed is for us to use both our skills and um work together on this and um I guess that's how we've built every single development we've done together um where I've done design or we do design together as well we sit down together on um 
on the computer and we, mm. you know, sometimes we're up late after the kids are going to bed and we're up, you know, trying to move rooms around and figure out how we can get an extra bathroom in this one and that one and, yeah. you know. And Alf, was, you know, Alf was saying if we had to hire someone, there's no way that he could sit with another designer and sit there and, and give all his feedback and, you know, so the fact that we can do this together, that's that's our aha moment, the fact yeah. that we've, we've built that, um, that team and a valuable team. Couples don't often work together but the Cardamonis are no stranger to bucking trends. Although they work together, they do so without living in each other's pockets. The good thing about what we do is even though we're working together, we're still separate. So I just focus on design and Alf's very much into construction. So I guess the most important thing and what I said before is we need to learn to respect each other and respect each other's jobs. So if I want... You know, a lot of the time I won't lie, I'm because I have a really big passion for interior design, a lot of the stuff I want is expensive. And when you're developing for, as a, for an investment and to make money, you know, you've got the money man here that's telling me we're, we're not going down that path. We're not doing we're not that. Back so while, while I um, need to focus on my own job, I also respect that, you know, we're working together and we need to, I guess, listen to each other's opinions. When we first started, that was very hard because I wanted things my way and he wanted things his way. But I guess over time with experience and working together, that is the best way I think that we minimise arguments is respecting each other's jobs and kind of staying in our own lane as well as working together. But also the fact that we're not in each other's face every day. Like Alf does a lot on site and I do a lot from home. So that's another great way that we work together. We're not always in front of each other. Um, but I think respecting each other's jobs is probably the biggest the biggest thing. So I don't get, you know, too much involved in the construction site and being, you know, if I went on site every day, I think that would annoy my husband. <laughs> if I went and picked on every little thing. I trust that he knows what he's doing. I've just got to let him do his job and vice yeah. versa. Um, but, yeah, I think that's that's how – do you have anything to add? Oh, just look um... – you know, any recommendations I would say is you've got to understand um, what you are f- first and foremost. You know, uh, Rebecca's my wife. She's That's the most important thing for me. You know, having a business partner is not, you know, that's that's the benefit um, and she's the mother of my children. So you've got to come from that angle. Um, so when there is challenges and times of, you know, that are tough, um, just always going back to those, you know, th- that that the fact that you know um, you we're both married let's show some respect to each other that's more important than you know what color that that color wall, that painting that has to be that wall you know that's like if you dissect problems we we as humans blow up problems out of the water when that we don't need to like you know you might this this like I, i've got like family that you know that they don't talk to each other and you ask, why don't you talk to each other? Oh, I don't know. Well, you know, it's just like it's blown out of proportion and then you 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 don't you don't get back to the core, which is just be a good good person and you'll get that back. Um so um look, yeah, we like we're we're no different to any couple. We'll have our our challenges, but again, it goes back to, you know, um, you know. You know, respecting respecting each, other's each other's professions, um, and, professions and, yeah. and 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 personalities, and um, sometimes we gotta we gotta let loose of our ego to to 
you know, give that person what they want and vice versa and um, and that's okay and that's there's nothing wrong with that. And encouraging each other as well. Like it's not just about challenges as well. It's all, it's the good things too. So if Elf says I've done a great job, he'll tell me. And if he's, you know, ahead of schedule on site, I'll tell him. Like it's about encouraging each other. We're on the same team and we're actually going towards the same goal at the end. So it doesn't, and, and, and I'm telling you, it's we only really, became to be this way through experience because we have been through those times where we've we've been the first person to blame each other because we're the only two in the team um so it's very easy to blame each other but we've 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 come through that now and on the other side it's more about focusing a lot on positives and also when we come to a challenge we don't quickly panic and um get get upset or scared we actually see challenges now as oh hold on all right what are we gonna it's almost like all right what are we gonna do what are we how are we gonna get over this how who can we call who's gonna you know we think together um I think that's another thing that's happened though over time because it wasn't happening at the start but now if something goes wrong even myself or um I'll, I'll always say do you need do you need help I think I know someone who can help us do you you know even though it's his construction side that's having an issue I'll still always offer to help and vice versa. Um, You know, if I can't get materials on time or anything like that, he will jump in and help with his contacts. So I think that's important when you have challenges, don't always look to the other person to blame them, help them. You're on the same team. Yeah, as a solution base, you know, go for solution, you know, base sometimes and that's that's the key. And, you know, the way I see it is too, Tyron, is that, you know, we're we're captain, two captains on on a ship that we know where our destination is going, where we need to go. Um, and we always have to focus on that. So, um, you know, that, you know, we we'll always go back to center point, which is destination. What's the goal out of this project? What is it? Um, so when we go back to core, you know, it just, it just levels a lot of what, what, what we're discussing or challenges. It just sort of goes away to a certain point. And it's something to be proud of. If you're facing a challenge together and you overcome it together, like, you know, that's a power couple moment. Do you know what I mean? Like you've worked together, you're the best. Like feel proud of yourself for something yeah. like that. Celebrate your wins. So Rebecca, if you met yourself say 10 years ago, what do you think you would have said to her? I'd probably say get rid of your credit card. That's for sure. A hundred percent. You know what? Like get rid of your credit card and and stop spending money you don't have and invest money you don't have, which is what my husband's taught me through you know, property developing and getting loans and making money from the bank's money. So, I mean, that's, I yeah, 10 years ago, I would say get rid of the, get rid of the credit card. And um, your Prince Charming is coming because I, I always thought that I, you know, a lot of my friends got married or had babies before me and I thought it was never going to happen for me. And, you know, my husband, who is more than I ever could have imagined, came along and it just gave me... Um, I guess, inspiration and confidence in life. Like just relax and things things will happen, things will come to you. And I feel like that in terms of, you know, our dreams together as a couple and what we want, like I don't know it yet, but it's going to happen. And in the future I'll look back and I'll say, should have just stayed calm because it was all coming, it was all happening. So I think that's what I would say to myself. Great. And Alfie, what about for yourself? What would you say to yourself 10 years ago? Probably believe in yourself more. I think the whole confidence, I think Rebecca touched on it and I think you did too, that confidence is really, really special. Um, and when you have confidence, you can you, you, you can go through barriers that you, you wouldn't think that you could. Um, 
So I would probably, yeah, go back and just, you know, um, pep talk and about confidence and believing in yourself um, and focus on what you can be, not what you can't be. Um, because, you know, a lot of society focuses on the fear and, and they they don't... The, the, someone said to me that the richest place on earth is a cemetery, right? Because a lot of people just don't go through their, their dreams and and it stuck to me, and um, and 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 it's definitely something to, to consider because um, you know if you if you have a a, a, a goal or a dream, um, what's stopping you is just you, the person looking yourself in the mirrors. That's that's the person that's stopping you. Um, uh, and like I said earlier, yeah, living in this world the way we are with information and uh, being so available. We, there's no, there's no excuses. Yeah, it's so true, so true. Well, both Rebecca and Alfie, you guys have shared such an amazing story and I really, really wish I could you know, spend hours talking a lot more about property development with you. But I do have one last question for you is maybe start with you, Rebecca. Is how much of your skill, intelligence and hard work um, is you know due to your success or how much of it is because of luck luck is always great in any industry but i don't think luck is going to get you that i mean the, the definition of luck i believe is when preparation meets opportunity so you have to be prepared you have to be educated you have to be able to work hard so that when opportunities come along you're available you're ready and that's how you know luck is created so i've never and like i said before when i learned from barbara Cor- barbara corcoran like i don't I like to be overprepared. I never leave anything to chance. Like I don't, be- I believe, I definitely believe in luck, but I believe a, a, a good percentage of that luck happening is through preparation. And that's why, you know, Alf and I are constantly, constantly learning. We never stop. We go to as many um, educational seminars we can. We're always buying books. We're always reading online. Um, we're constantly trying to make ourselves better. Um so while I believe luck is definitely a portion of success, I, 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 just, I don't believe you can have luck without that preparation. Key to success is um, hard work. Skill is definitely, um, is, is definitely a bonus, but it's a skill, skill can be tr- um, learned and trained. Um, so if you, you know, um, if you want to um, be the best in your industry, you can work hard. Your work ethic is going to get you there. So um, attitude will determine your altitude in life and that's that's where it begins. So, you, you know, your mindset um, will get you to the point where you will bust a nut to, to, to put in an extra two, three hours rather than somebody. You know, if you're in the office, um, you know, spending another extra hour while your colleagues go home, well, you know, you're going to be recognised by your manager. You're going to get better results. Um, and it's the same thing in anything in life. So hard work is is key. Um, and um, and look, there is luck. There is definitely some level of luck that's required in, in, in this world. But like Beck said, I think you prepare it. You can't you rely on You can't rely it. on, yeah, rely on luck. But we got lucky when we met each other, so I guess it worked then, didn't it?
Thank you to Rebecca and Alfie Cardamoni, our guests on this episode of Property Investory. If you love the show, perhaps you're now ready to invest your money in a low-risk, high-return deal. If you are, then SMS me your name and email address on 0499881040 to become a lender. There are amazing opportunities in the property market right now and I'm looking for lenders who want to invest their money for as short as 6 months. What are you waiting for? Don't let your money just sit in the bank. To register your interest, text me your name and email address on 0499881040.